Today's daf is Yevomis daf Kufyotes, and we are Be'ezus Hashem at the beginning of a new parak, the very last parak of Mesechtis Yevomis, parak Ho'isha Basra, on the very top of daf Kufyotes Amir Aleph. Today's daf is being learned as a schus Rufuah Shalema, Fachaya Meloza Ben Rochaleya, and Le'ilu Nishmas Yeshaya Ben Yisrael Shmuel. So the topic of the daf is going to be very much a continuation of the previous dafin, and that is continuing to discuss the halachas of Inaguna. So there are three proclamations Masechtis Yavamis that are called Perik Ho'isha. Ho'isha Rabba, Ho'isha Shalom, and Ho'isha Basra. Hatzad HaShava Shebohen is they all discuss the same halacha. This is a woman whose husband went to Medina Sayam where there were Edim or an Edachar or she herself that testified that this man died. What are the implications for this woman who's Becheskas Eishazish? Can she get married? Can she not get married? And all the intense sugis that flow from that basic backdrop. There was a married woman whose husband went to Medina Sayam, and in this case, the nuance is that she went together with her tsara. So Reuven was married to two wives. Reuven goes to Medina Sayam with one of his wives. The other wife stayed back home. Uvo va'amrula. And then Adam came, not an Eidachot, but even two Adam came and said, Meiz They told the woman that stayed back home, you should know that your husband died. So the halach is, loiti She's not allowed to get married. Additionally, she also would not be allowed to do yibum until she verifies all the facts. Shema Because we're concerned that maybe the tsaruk that went to Medina Sayyam together with her husband was pregnant. And in the event that she was pregnant, it would mean that she doesn't fall the yibum. And if she doesn't fall the yibum, she would not be able to do yibum. So ordinarily, a woman whose husband went to Medina Sayyam, if Adim or even an Eidecha would come and say that your husband died, that Lach is, that she now would be able to get married. In this case, the woman's husband did not have any children, which meant that in the event that the husband would die, she would now fall liyibum. However, the husband had another wife. There's a concern that maybe the other wife had a child, and if the other wife had a child, it's nisbarer then that this man did have a child, and if the man had a child, so now she would not fall liyibum. So we have a little bit of a dilemma. On the one hand, when he went to Medina Sayyam, he had no child, which meant that in the event that he dies, she's becheskas, that she would fall a yibum. But then again, he went with a wife, and it's very possible that that woman might have had a child. And if the woman had a child, that means now that she would not be able to do yibum. So she's becheskas, that she falls the yibum. Then again, there is a very strong possibility that she doesn't fall the yibum. So what's that? She can't get married because maybe there's no child. She also can't do yibum because maybe there is a child and then it's going to be an mitzvah. So what does she do? She needs to verify, find out whether the tzara ever became pregnant, meaning if there was ever a child. If she's able to verify what happened, then the halacha would be, she'd be able to move forward. What would be if there was a couple that was married? This woman's Husband has no siblings. However, his mother is living in Medina Sayyam, and she's still a young woman. She's at a childbearing age. So that there's a possibility that maybe she had a child. The husband now dies. 
as far as she's concerned, she doesn't fall to Yibam. There's no Shimon in the picture. There's no one to fall to Yibam too. But then again, maybe the Shviga had a child, and if the Shviga had a child, so the Allah is that really she would fall to Yibam. Says the Mishnah, In this case, we're not Chayish. However, if the Shviga, when she went to Medina Sayyam, she was Malaya, meaning she was pregnant, then already Chayashes, we are concerned. Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua says, Even in that case, we're not going to be concerned. So really, the Mishnah is made up of a Resha and a Seifa, which are discussing very similar concepts, but which express a very, very different halacha. The Reish is talking about where there was a woman who had a husband, who had no children. He went to Medina Sayyam. We found out that he died. Based on the Chazaka, you would think that she would fall evil because there was no child. However, being that he went with another wife, there's a possibility that that wife had a child, we're for that possibility, and it's for that reason that Allah is, she can't do Yibam. If you're chayish that there was another child, maybe get married. No, because maybe there was no other child. And therefore, the Allah has a We don't simply say, oh, the status quo, as far as we knew it, was that there was no child, so as a result, you're just going to fall Yibam. No, we're concerned that maybe there was a child. However, in the second case, we are, there's a discussion of a married man that died, no children, but there's a mother-in-law that's living in Medina Sayyam, we're not concerned that maybe the Shviger had a child, although she's also married, and maybe there's a Yavam now, which would mean that this woman has to follow Yavam. So we're concerned that the husband with the Tzara might have had a child, but we're not concerned that the Shviger and the Shver might have had a child. The obvious question is, what's the difference between the Reisha and the Seifa? Now, the Gemara is going to get into a, a detailed discussion as to what the difference is between the Reisha and the Seifa. But Rashi already is masber on a very simple level what the difference might be. And that is, in the Reisha, any child that the husband would have had with the Tzara would patter her from Yibam. It doesn't matter if it's a son. It doesn't matter if it's a daughter. As it relates to the Shviger, the only time it would impact her Yibam status is if she had a son. If, however, she had a daughter, then there's no one to fall Yibam to. So in the Reisha, there's more possibilities that can impact this case. In the Seifa, there's less possibilities that could impact this case. So that would be the obvious distinction between the Reisha and the Seifa. That's what Rashi speaks out. But as we'll see in the Gemara, it's a lot more complex than that. So, Number one. There was a married woman that went together with her husband, where the husband, together with the Tzara, went to Medina Sayyam. And then it was Nisbarah, that the man died. So ordinarily you would think that the Allah is, she should now fully leave him because as far as we know there were no children. Says the Mishnah, no. Why not? Because we're concerned that maybe the Tzara was Me'uberes. So, Shema Me'uberes Hitzarasa. So the Gemara's question is, my Hitzarasa. What's the Russian Hitzarasa? Shema Me'uberes Tzarasa. What does it mean, Hitzarasa? So the Gemara says, Hakam Ashmalon Lahatzar, Hudachashina, Avalatzar Achriti, Loichashina. What the Mishnah is saying is that in the event that the husband went with a Tzara, so you know there's already a wife, so then there's a good chance that maybe she became pregnant, maybe there's a child, therefore you can't simply do Yibam. It's a Suffolk Ashes, actually, but let's say the man did not go with a wife. So you don't even know if there's another wife in the picture. To be concerned that maybe he got married and then he had a child, Adkadekach Loichashinon. Hitzarasa, this Tzara that he he went to Medina Sayyam with, that's where the Chashash is going to be. But in the event that that's not what it is, then we're not going to be concerned. And the Mishnah continued and said, 
Veloitis Yabim Vichulu. So now we're going to discuss really the toichen of the halacha. And this Gemara that we're about to learn is a classic Gemara. And really, in this Gemara, there's Yusoidis, that uh, Negea, the halachas of Sveikis, and Chazokis, and Roiv, and really Gans Noshim Nazikin. Today's daf is going to be hashtag no raid, but as Hashem, we will post at least one related raid bite that goes in very much to the Chaymer of today's daf. So the Gemara says like this, I understand this case where the woman's husband went to be together with the Tzara, and now she found out that he died. So we're saying, Again, let's just to be clear, why not? Because we're concerned that maybe she's a Shemer Ziavah, because when he left, there was no child. But additionally, because maybe he did have a child, and as a result, she's an Eishas Achshalei B'Makamitzvah. So the Gemara says, I understand why you can't do Yibam, the Dumba Ma'abra, because there's a real chashash that maybe the Tzara became pregnant, and now she's an Eshazach, she'll live in Maka Mitzvah, but the Mishnah also said that she can't get married, why can't she get married? Interesting question. Why don't we assume Roiv, Roiv Noshim, Misabris Vyaldis? Why don't we say that most women that are childbearing age, they have children, and if they have children, Roiv should be Machria, that this woman had a child, if she had a child, it comes out that it's Eishas Achshaloi B'Makim Mitzvah, it comes out that she's not falling Liyibam, so she should be Mutaris L'Shok. So, Loit Tisyavim, I understand, because maybe there's a child. Abeloiti Nasei Fakert, she should be able to get married. She should be able to get married because of the Roiv that says, Roiv Noshim Misabris this. So, why don't we go Basarab? Says the Gemara, Lemi Rameir, maybe the town of which is Rameir, the Chayish Lemiuta, who's Chayish Lemiuta. We know there's Machlik's Rameir and the Chacham, and whether we're Chayish Lemiuta, we're not Chayish Lemiuta, Rameir is Chayish Lemiuta. So, the Gemara says, maybe the reason that Allah is Loiti Nasei is because the town of which is Rameir, Rameir is Chayish Lemiuta, Rameir holds that even though a P Roiv, she probably had a child, but there is a that she didn't have a child. The Gemara says, "I feel the Rabbanon." The Olam, the Mishnah, can be going even according to the Rabbanon, who are not chayish shlemiutas. As the Gemara kiyat the Rabbanon basaruba. When did the Rabbanon go basaruba? That's ruba the isay kaman. That's if the roiv is in front of us. Could go in such as teishachanuyos. The example of roiv of teishachanuyos. This Sanhedrin and the case of Sanhedrin of a ruba the lesser kaman. The Yazli Rabbanon basaruba. Then maybe in a case where the roiv is lesser kaman, did the Rabbanon don't go basaruba? So what does this mean? The rate bite is going to get into this. But in terms of what the Pashib Shad in this Gemara is, all roivs can be divided into two groups. There's a Ruba the Isa Kaman, Ruba the Lesa Kaman. Ruba the Isa Kaman is where the roiv and the Miyat are in front of us. What's an example of that? The Gemara gave two examples. Let's work with the two examples of the Gemara. One is Teisha Chanuyas. Teisha Chanuyas is where a person finds a piece of meat on the floor. He knows that it came from one of the local butcher shops. Just so happens, there were 10 stores that sold meat. Nine of them sold kosher meat. One of them sold non-kosher meat. The Allah is, Achri Rabbi Lahat is called the Parish, Meruba Parish, and the Allah is, you're allowed to assume that this meat came from the nine, which is kosher meat. In this case, the roiv that we're being saymachan are the nine chanuyos that are in front of us. You can see these nine chanuyos. Because the roiv are in front of us, you can touch, you can feel the roiv, it's what's known as a Ruba the Isakaman. The other example the Gemara gives of Ruba the Isakaman is Sanhedrin. It says in the Torah, Achri Rabbam Lahatis, that's the literal meaning of Achri Rabbam Lahatis. If there's a court case, for example, Dine Nefashis, which requires a Sanhedrin, Katana, a Bezdin, that's made up of 23 Dayanim, if 13 members of the Dayanim would say one way and 10 would say the other way, you would go bust to the right. There too, the Roiv is Isakaman, because the Roiv Dayanim that are saying one way are in front of you. You can shake their hands. It's Isa Kaman, and because it's Isa Kaman, so it's known as a Ruba de Isa Kaman. What's a Ruba de Lesa Kaman? Ruba de Lesa Kaman is where we 
work with a roiv that's a statistic, that's based on surveys, it's based on analytics, it's based on national trends. That too is a roiv that works. But that roiv is less to come on. For example, let's pick the example of our Gemara. Roiv noshim misabras v'yoldas. Most women that are of childbearing age, they get married, they have children. There are a myth that don't. Now, the roiv that do, are they in front of you? No, of course not. They're scattered all over the world. They're across the globe. So it's a roiv, but it's a ruba the lesser kama. So the Gemara says, Gavaldik, that it's true our Mishnah is being chayish l'miyuta. But lav dafka, because the time of the Mishnah is Rameir. Loilam, I'll tell you, the time of the Mishnah is the Rabbonon. I, the Rabbonon, I thought are not chayish l'miyuta. I thought it's only Rameir that's chayish l'miyuta. So the Gemara gishmak. When do the Rabbonon hold? That we're not chayish l'miyuta. And it's only Rameir that's Chayesh Lumiyuta. That's by Aruba the Isa Kaman. However, by Aruba the Lesa Kaman, like in our Mishnah, that's a Shvacher Arroyv. And over there, even the Chachamim are going to be moited to Rameir, that you're Chayesh Lumiyuta. So the Mishnah is going even according to the Chachamim. I, the Chachamim, are not Chayesh Lumiyuta. By Aruba the Isa Kaman, they're not Chayesh Lumiyuta. But our Mishnah is Aruba the Lesa Kaman. Because the Roiv is not here, it's not as strong as a Roiv. And here, even the Chachamim are going to be Chayesh Lumiyuta. But the Gemara says it can't be. We know this is not true, by the way, but this Gemara is the reason we know it's not true. It all comes from this Gemara. Meaning, Rameir and the Chachamim who argued, were arguing by Aruba the Isa Kaman, but by Aruba the Lesa Kaman, everyone agrees that Yechayish Lamiuta, it's not true. What's the classic case of the Machlekes Rameir the Chacham with Yechayish Lamiuta or not? It's a case that comes up a lot in Masechtas Yavamis. It's a Yavamis Diga Halacha. And it's a ruba the lesser kaman. The case of the cotton and the ketana, the ruba the lesser kamani, which is a ruba the lesser kaman. Vazli rabbanon vaser ruba, and it's dear that the rabbanon said their shita that you're not chayish lemiuta, and you go vaser rabbanon. The tanya we learned to the brayso cotton viktana loicholtz and v'leimi yavin div rameir rameir held that a cotton and a ketana can't do chalitza and they can't do yibum. I'm like the rameir is chum to rameir yafa martishin cholzin. I agree with you, rameir. You hold that a cotton and a ketana can't do chalitza. Why? It says in the parish of Chalitza Ish. So we know for sure the man has to be an adult. He has to be bar mitzvah. So if he's a cotton, he can't do Chalitza. And even though it doesn't say Isha as it relates to the woman, but we're makish to Ish to the Isha. And if the Ish has to be bar mitzvah, she has to do basmits. So the Chalman told Rameir, Rameir, I agree with you 100% that a cotton and a ketana cannot do Chalitza. However, why is it that a cotton and a ketana shouldn't be able to do Yibum? doesn't say Ish by Yibum. doesn't say Isha by Yibum. So why is it then that a cotton and a ketana shouldn't be able to do Yibum? The reason a cotton can't do Yibum is because we're concerned that maybe when he gets older, we'll find out he's a Saris. There's no way for a cotton to know if he's a Saris or not. But when he's older, he may find out that he's a Saris. He won't bring Shtay Styrus until he's older. And then he'll have the Simani Saris that the Gemara talked about in Paragaro. So we may find out that he's a Saris. What's the problem if a cotton is a saris? A saris can't do yibum. And because a saris can't do yibum, it's an ishes ach shaloi b'malka mitzvah. And katana also, shemati matze islandess. Maybe we'll find out she's an islandess who also doesn't follow yibum. And we're going to come out that you're paigeberv. Rabban. Now the Rabban argue with Rameir. The Rabban hold that a cotton and a katana can do yibum. Why? Because Sari, Zilbasarub, the katanim, the rave katana, laughs risin ninu. And Zilbasarub, the katana, is you go basarub, the katana, laughs risin ninu. What do you see from here? That the machlokes remain the chacham with the chayish lemiut and not 
Shlomiyot was Davka in a case where it's a Ruba de Lessa Kamon. The fact that Roiv boys are not Sarisim is a Ruba de Lessa Kamon. The fact that Roiv girls are not an islandist, that's Ruba de Lessa Kamon. You're not, it's not like all the boys and girls are standing right here. No, it's based on a statistic. So if that's the case, and even there, not even there, precisely there, the Chachamim argued with Rameir, whether you're Chayish Shlomiyuta or you're not Chayish Shlomiyuta, what do you see? You see clearly that the Machlekes was by Aruba the Isa was by Aruba the Lassa come on. So if that's the case, the Chacham Shita is clearly that they're not Chayish Lemiyuta even by Aruba the Lassa come on. And if that's the case, that means our Mishnah, which is Chayish Lemiyuta by Aruba the Lassa come on, our Mishnah that said Oishe Shalach Baile B'Tzeros Lamdinas Ayam for Amru Ubo for Amru Lameis Baileich Taloch is Loi Tinase for Loi Tisyabim. Because we're concerned that maybe she didn't have a child, even though Al Piroiv, you would assume that the Tzara did have a child, because your Chayish Lemiyuta must be going according to Rameir, Elam Achvarta, Masis Rameir, Zak the Gemara, must be the Tan of our Mishnah, is Rameir. Says the Gemara, it's going to get a little long, Mishnah. But Mayukim to Kirameir. We were just making the Rashi the Mishnah according to Rameir. It was Chayish Lemiyuta. If that's the case, Ema Seifa. How do you understand the Seifa? What was the case of the Seifa? You have a man and a woman that are married, and they have no children. And now that they have no children, the man, Ruvain, does not have a brother named Shimei. However, his parents were alive, and they were of childbearing age. Ruben now dies. Do we have to be concerned that maybe the Shviger gave birth to a son, as a result of which she's now a Shemeres Yavam to this son, which would then mean that she wouldn't be able to get married. So the Mishnah said, in the event that she had a mother-in-law, you don't have to be concerned. Meaning it's not something that you have to worry about. Why not? So the Pashtas is because it's... Uh, who said that that's what happened? Once we establish that the ratio of the Mishnah is going to a mayor, that's Chayish Lomiyuta, so the same for the Mishnah also has to be going to a mayor, that's Chayish Lomiyuta. If a mayor is Chayish Lomiyuta, just like he was Chayish Lomiyuta in the ratio of the Mishnah, shouldn't he also be Chayish Lomiyuta here in the Sefer the Mishnah? Why don't you go by the Rav Nashim? Rav Nashim, Misabras Vyodas. Rav Nashim are Misabras Vyodas. Now, says the Gemara, although it's true, that Roiv Noshim Amasabras Fialdois, you're going to tell me, Miet Mapilois, that there are a percentage of childbearing women whom, even if they do get pregnant, but they're Mapilois, they'll miscarry the child. And not just that, the Chala Yaldois, Mechsis Charma Mechsis And even women that do have children, it's always a 50 50 chance if it's going to be a Zachar, it's going to be a Nekeva, which means Smoich Miutid Mapilois. So we take the Miut of Mapilois, the Mechsis Merge it with the Mechsen Akevis, so you're going to end up with Scharim only being a Miut. So the Gemara says, I know that. I'll do the math for you. It's clear that the Tzad Zacher is going to be a Tzad Miut. Abba the Gemara asks with one word, Velechosh. But if the Tan of the Mishnah is Rameir, who's Chayish Lamiyuta? So at the end of the day, if he's Chayish Lamiyuta, he's Chayish Lamiyuta. So Frey the Gemara, that if the Tan of the Mishnah is Rameir, who's Chayish Lamiyuta, I can't hear a chilik between the Rish and the Sefer. Now, if the Tan of the Mishnah wasn't Rameir, would you be able to hear a chilik between the Rish and the Sefer? So we spoke out what Rashi said in the Mishnah. 
again, beyond the scope of what we're doing right now, but the way the Gemara is reading this ice in the Cheshman of the Gemara, that if the Reish of the Mishnah is Rameir, which it has to be, because you see from the fact that the Mishnah is a Loiti that we're being Chayesh Lomiyuta, that maybe the Tzorah did not have a child, even though most childbearing women do have children. So if that's the case, that we're Chayesh Lomiyuta, so why in the Seifa, we're not Chayesh, that the Shviga had a Zacher. You tell me, because it's a Tzad Amiyut, because who said she got pregnant? If she did, maybe she miscarried, and even if she had a child, maybe she had a girl, I am, but maybe she had a boy. So there's a Tzad Amiyut for sure, and because it's a Tzad Amiyut, Rameir is Chayesh Lomiyuta, so why not Chayesh for the Seif. In other words, simply put, ma bein haresha la seifa. Why in the resha is rameish chayish lomiyuta, and in the seifa rameir is not chayish lomiyuta. So the Gemara said the chiluk maybe is like this. Dilma kivan de echaskel l'shok loichayish. Maybe the reason rameir wasn't chayish lomiyuta in the seifa is because this woman was becheskas that in the event that her husband died, she would be muteres l'shok. There's a chazaka here. The chazak is that if her husband dies, she'll be mutaris l'shuk. Why? Because her husband doesn't have a brother. But the Gemara says, Reisha, this chazak liyibum tiyabim. If you want to talk to me about chazakos, then l'chayra, in the Reisha, there's also a chazaka. She's becheskas, that there is a brother, and there's no child, which means that if he dies, she's going to fall liyibum. So if you're chayish in the Reisha, keneged the chazaka, then you should be chayish in the sefer keneged the chazaka as well. Now the truth is that Toysfus speaks out a very obvious ha'ara. It's the last Toysfus on the Yomit. It's a one-line Toysfus. Toysfus doesn't ask it as a vim toymer, toymer, but Toysfus is ma'ura that there's a chilik between the reisha and the sefer. In the reisha, it's true there's a chazaka that she should fully yibum. But keneged the chazaka that she should fully yibum, there's a roiv that the tzara probably had a child that's saying that she shouldn't fully yibum. In the sefer, there's a chazaka that she should be muteres l'shok. The tzad that she should be also l'shok is only a tzad amiyot. Now it's true, we're going according to a mayor that's chayish l'miyuto, but there still could be a very obvious chilik between the reisha and the seifa. In the reisha, the roiv is going kenege the chazaka. In the seifa, it's only the miyot that's going kenege the chazaka. So maybe a mayor's taka chayish l'miyuto, but chazaka also plays a role. And however, there's an afgamina in Rameir between a meat going kenege the chazaka and a rape going kenege the chazaka. It's Taisvis ha'ara. And Taisvis says, obviously the Gemara is not nachas to the schelik for whatever reason. But either way, that is the Gemara's kashas. Again, what's the difference between the Reisha and the Seif? Um, Rav Nachman, Um, Rav Baravu. As Rav Nachman said in the name of Rav Baravu, maybe the chilik is as follows. Reisha, this ha'ara is chashashu. The Reisha, we're, we're dealing with an isakaris because in the Reisha, if we allow the woman to do yibum, in the event that the tzara really had a child, it's going to come out, she's being pegeya be'iser eish es'ach sh'loi mitzvah. So because we're being pegeya be'iser eish es'ach sh'loi mitzvah, so it's for that reason, even though she's becheskas, that she should be able to do yibum, afal bikein, we're going to go with the tzad, that maybe she really doesn't fully yibum. Sefer, however, the iser lav, sefer, however, which is an iser lav, because sefer, the chazaka is saying, that she should be muteris l'shok. Because as far as we know, Reuven doesn't have a brother Shimon. If we get it wrong, what's the terrible avlo? It's the lav and the Torah of loisiyah, eishas ha-meisach But it's not as chomor as eishas ha-shuloi v'makamitzvah. So it could be over there, loichashashu. Maybe that's the difference. But Amar Rav, Rav said, I don't like that chilek. Because mechdi, hodei raisa, hodei raisa. Then the day, the both yisuri, they raisa, mali yisakaris, mali yisalav. I don't understand what the difference is between a nisakaris and a nisalav. But the Swarmak Toshim say that 
a person should be zarb mitzvah because if you would appreciate what it means mitzvah, you would hear that even a mitzvah kala, mean not you don't know which is more serious. So in your mind, it's a mitzvah kala. It's only a little bit of you know what a little bit of schar mitzvah is. So there's an Indian of if I feel a mitzvah kala and and an isalav we're going to be mekel. That can't be the mahalach in the gemara. And whenever you see the word Ella, that means we're being chayzer from something. Ella, my rabbi, meaning fine gone for unfine. The Rasha, the Mishnah, we're chayish lomiyuta. The Sefer from the Mishnah, we're not chayish lomiyuta. Pshat in the Rasha, the Mishnah, we're chayish lomiyuta, is because we're going coin to Rameir. So the Kashas, we're going coin to Rameir. In the Rasha, the Mishnah, why don't we go and coin to Rameir? And why are we not also chayish in the Sefer of the Mishnah? And again, what's the chayish lomiyuta in the Rasha, the Mishnah? The Ish and Shaholach, Baila, Vitzarasal, Medina, Sayyam, Harezu, Loiti, Nasi, we don't allow her to get married. Rav would tell me that she should be able to get married because Rav would say that the Tzara had a child because Rav Nashim is Abbas Vialdis and as a result she should be able to get married. Because when In the Sefer, because in the Sefer, what we say is that in the event that there's a Shviger, if Ruven dies without a brother Shimon, don't be concerned that maybe the Shviger had a child. What do you mean? Rav Nashim is Abbas Vialdis. The Terence is because. Nafal, Nekeva, it's only a Tzad Amiyot. I thought Rameh is Chayish Lomiyuta. So Rameh is Chayish Lomiyuta in the Reisha. Why is he not Chayish Lomiyuta in the Sefer? So Rav said the Chilik is like this. Reisha, Chazaka Liyibam. The Chazaka in the Reisha says that she should fall Liyibam. She's Becheskas that there's no child. So if there's no child, she should fall Liyibam. Verubal Ashok. There's a Rav that says that probably she had a child in the Tzara. And if the Rav says she had a child, the Rav would tell me that she should be now Muteres l'shok. The chazaka loy adif kiruba. Chazak is not as strong as roiv. The icing miyuta de mapilois. We take the miyut of mapilois because even though roiv says l'shok, there's also a miyut that it's not l'shok. Smoich l'chazaka. We merge it together with chazaka. This doesn't sound lamdish enough. I have a way palgo palgo. And what you're going to end up with is palgo palgo, and it's a softening and different lighting. Not if lighters yeah. Meaning the ratio, the mishnah, the way Rashi learns the gemara is going to Rameir. Rameir is chayish l'miyuta, but the gather of the chayish l'miyuta is is Rameir is telling me that this. A tzad that maybe, even though Rav Nashim is Arbus this, maybe she didn't have a child. Maybe she was Mapilois, but maybe she, she didn't have a child. But it's not just there's a miyot that she didn't have a child. There's also a chazaka that she has no child. She's becheskas that if her husband dies, that she's going to fall a yibum. So it's true Rameir is chayish but he's chayish when it's of the chazaka. What we know it's not just a miut. It's a miut together with a chazaka. Because it's a miut together with a chazaka, that's where a mayor dehers the tzad amir. Now, what do you do when you have a roiv kenega to and a chazaka? So the Gemara says, we look at it as a palgo palgi. We look at it as a sophic. So you have a sophic now. Yeah, child, no child. Because maybe no child. Maybe yeah, child. But the Yisraeli Rameir Chayish Lumiyuta is bitsir of the fact that there's a chazaka. It's not just a miut. It's a miut mit a chazaka. Smeich miut al the mir together with the chazak is what creates the suffix, and that's the basis for a mayor sheet and the reish of the Mishnah. However, safer. What about the safer? The chazak of this woman is, is that if her husband Ruvain dies, she's going to be Bataras Ashok. Why? Because there's no brother Shimon. The Rubal Ashok. And the Rav also tells me that 
she should be muteris l'shok. Why? Because roiv possibilities are that even if there's a shvigar that's having a child, but it's not going to be a child that's going to be zoykik liyibum. Because every time a child is born, miut mapilois and mechsas char mechsanakevus. So if that's the case, so now the miut is not supported by the chazaka. To the contrary, there's a roiv and a chazaka that's going connected to miut. Remeir hotkahata pleitzes sezogin. We're going to be soymich on a Miut, when it goes together with a chazaka. But if you want to be soimich on a miut, when it goes keneged a chazaka, now you're going keneged roiv and keneged chazaka. So listen to the Lashon of the Gemara. The havalei scharim miyuta de miyuta. You know what that does? It makes the tzad zacher miyuta de miyuta. Why? It's only a miut. Because betzir of the chazaka, you now look at it as a miyuta de miyuta. U miyuta de miyuta? It's true, Amir is Chayish Lomiyuto, but he's not Chayish Lomiyuto de Miyuto. Again, this is a very intense Amir Aleph. You can see why it can use a Raidbite, or at the very least, a related Raidbite. As Hashem, there'll be a related Raidbite. The related Raidbite is going to focus on Ruba the Isa Kaman, Ruba the Lesa Kaman, Dvarim Ma'im de Meruma Shaloyla. But the bottom line is, the Maskana, the Mishnah is going according to Amir. Amir is Chayish Lomiyuto, but Amir is not Chayish Lomiyuto de Miyuto. So the Raish of the Mishnah. Is a miyuta. There, a mayor is chayish miyuta. In the safe, it's a miyuta dimiyuta. And a mayor is not chayish miyuta dimiyuta. What made the ratio a regular miyuta? And the safe, a miyuta dimiyuta. The simple reading of the Gemara seemed to suggest that the determining factor was the chazaka. In the ratio, the chazaka is supporting the miyut. So as a result, the miyut is just a good old-fashioned miyut. In the sefer, the chazaka is supporting the roiv. So that the miyut is going connected the roiv and it's going connected the chazaka and that would make it then into a miyuta de miyuta. So the yisoyit is that Rameir is chayish miyuta. He's not chayish miyuta de miyuta. Another very clear yisoyit that we saw in the Gemara is that the machloik is Rameir in the chachamim is beruba the lesser kamon. That's where they argued the... Exhibit A of the Machloikis is whether a cotton and a ketana could do yibum. The Gemara Shtal Betzuta Arsugya. But again, these are very, very important. You saw this. We're now going to return to some more technical Yivamas Halachis for the rest of the daf. So again, moving along with the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, So what was the Lach of the Mishnah? You have a, a married woman. Her husband went together with the Tzara to Medina Sayam. And this woman who stayed back home was informed, you should know, unfortunately... There was an accident. Your husband died. Gewalt. What's she supposed to do? So ordinarily, this husband had no children. He was a brother. She now falls the yibum. Open up and figure out what you're supposed to do. Not so fast. Why? Because he went with a tzar. How do you know this tzar didn't have a child? She might have had a child. Now, if she has a child, you can't do yibum. But then again, maybe she didn't have a child, which means you have to do yibum. So what are you supposed to do? So the Mishnah says nothing. You hire a private investigator. You do some due diligence. You try to figure out what might have happened. And if you can figure it out, if not, this woman is going to blibe and aguna. She's not going to be able to get married. Now this is a chiddush. It's tremendous, tremendous chiddush. Throughout Mesech Tzivamis, any time a person's in a situation like this, what do you do? You just do chalitza. You do chalitza. So like this, you're good to go. On the side that she's a shemeres yavam, so the chalitza frees you from your zika. And on the side that you're not a shemeres yavam, so the chalitza is nothing anyways. So the Mishnah says, do nothing. Why do nothing? Isn't that the obvious eitza? It is. And that is going to be the Gemara's kasha. Faith the Gemara. Ula Zakrashi. Bitmiya. Ula 
Fibig? Forever? You're never allowed to get married? What's the Mamon of Shach? On the Tzad, she's a Shemeres Yavam, she got Chalitza. And on the Tzad that she's not a Shemeres Yavam, so then the Chalitza, whatever, anyways. Omaz Iri. So Iri said, and the Iri's Teretz is going to be a little bit of Chazorah for the beginning of Perak which feels like a long time ago, and really was a long time ago, it was a few months ago, and it can really bring us back to the Sugya, the Machlekes, Rabbi Yochanan, and Reish Lakish, HaChoyletz Lamu'uberes, if someone does Chalitza Lamu'uberes, is the Chalitza, yeah, Chalitza, not Chalitza, what's unique about that Machlekes, because it's one of the three Machlekes in between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish, where we bask in like Reish Lakish, so the proper way to learn this Gemara right now, is to do a deep dive back into the Gemara and Perak we're about to do what we do, but says the Gemara, Ula ilam, why can't you do Chalitza? Amaz Iri, says Iri said, no, I'll tell you what the problem is. Le'atzma, for herself, Shloisha Chadashim. Right, anytime a woman falls li'yibom, you do Chalitza, certainly bezman azeh, like Abishal, but we wait three months. The reason we wait three months is because a woman that was once married can't get married to somebody else until three months pass. It's the halacha of Havchan. Being that a woman on some level is for the first three months because of the din afchana, so therefore we treat her like an so we don't do chalitza until three months later. So once this woman was informed that her husband died, so now there's a three month waiting period of havchana. But because there's also a tzara, and there's a possibility that the tzara might be pregnant, tisha. So you have to wait an additional six months. The reason is because although it's true you could do chalitza, but you can't do chalitza with a muberes. And this halacha that you can't be chalitza with a muberes is doesn't matter and doesn't discriminate between whether it's the woman herself that's doing the chalitza that's a muberes or one of the other tsaras that's the muberes. So enochanami tiny ziri, you could do chalitza. So what did the Mishnah mean when it said It meant for nine months. Three months anyways. We don't even have to speak that out. That's partial because you anyways can never do Chalitza for three months. And then another six months just to alleviate the concern that this woman might be a Muberis. And afterwards, You can do Chalitza Maman of Shachan. What's the Maman of Shachan? It's very simple. In the event that she's a Shemeris Yavam, nothing happened during those nine months. Okay, so he did Chalitza. And if she was not a Muberis. If, if she was not a Shemeris Yavam because there was a child, so to say that there was a child, why are we waiting nine months? Because he can't do Chalitza while the Yavam is a Muberis. Because it's a din of Achilat's a Muberis. And it's for that reason we wait the nine months. But in other words, the Iris Teretz is, it was a little long-winded. The short answer is the Iris says you could do Chalitza. The Kash was Vetachlitz, but Mono Shach the Teretz says you do do Chalitza. You just have to wait nine months, and that's what the Mishnah means. Wait around, if not. It just means wait a little bit of time. Rabbi Chanina said no. A woman can never do chalitza for three months. But as it relates to the tzara, because of the existence of the tzara, she's talking never going to be able to do chalitza. Why That's the kasha. Right? So why could you never do chalitza? Because we're concerned. It's because maybe this child will be a Ben Kayam. Meaning, maybe it'll be in this barrer that the Tzara that was in Medina Sayyam really had a child. Now, if the Tzara had a child, you're going to have to now be machris that this woman that received Chalitza 
it's really not a chalutza, and as a result, she's allowed to marry a coin. We know a coin's not allowed to marry a chalutza. This woman's going to get chalutza. Why? To cover your bases. What happens if you find out later that really she was never a Shemeres Yavam? It's going to come that the Chalitza wasn't a real Chalitza. If the Chalitza wasn't a Chalitza, so really she's allowed to marry a Kayim. So we're going to have to put a Pashke villain that everyone should know the Chalitza that happened two years ago, it wasn't a real Chalitza. She's mutter to a Kayim. And because she's mutter to a Kayim, so it's for that reason you're going to have to be make Azak Cruz, and we don't want to have to do that. So we're not going to do a Chalitza, where maybe later we're going to have to be Machriz, and we're going to have to tell people the Chalitza wasn't a Chalitza. And says, why not? The Litzracha. <laughs> like, what's the big deal? What, what, why is that an issue? I'll tell you what. Because we're concerned that maybe somebody will know about the Chalitza, but somebody will have missed the Pashkevillin that said that the Chalitza wasn't a real Chalitza. Then this woman is going to end up marrying a Kayin, the Amri and people are going to think a Sharu Chalutza Lukayin that a Chalutza is not America. Now, really, Chalutza is not an American. She wasn't a Chalutza. Why wasn't she Chalutza? Because it was Nisbar that there was really a child, so the Chalutza was never a real Chalutza. But not everyone's going to know that. So, because of the Chashash that people might not have that, you know what we say? Just wait around, figure out what happened, do a due diligence, let's give the Chalutza. And that's a much better approach. I mean, it sounds like we're risking allowing this woman to be an Aguna. Because of a chashash ben benoish al chashash, then maybe this woman will somehow end up, will find out, was not a chalutza and she's going to marry a kayin. I mean, a lot of things have to happen in order for this concern to be a concern. But this was a concern of chazal. Like the Chassam Soifer in his tshuva last night. And this is something that Chazal were worried about. Chazal were worried about. Chazal said that's the reason. So again, Be'etzim, you want to work out the math? Yeah, you could do Chalitza Mamonovshach. It's going to be an Eitzah. But doing Chalitza Mamonovshach is not such a good idea. Because if you do Chalitza Mamonovshach, then there's a concern that you'll do the Chalitza, and then you'll find out that it wasn't really a Chalitza, which means that this woman's really not a Chalitza. You'll end up allowing her to marry a Kayin. Somebody will remember the Chalitza, won't hop that it wasn't a real Chalitza, and is going to think the Kayin's allowed to marry a Chalitza. I have a cash on this. From a mission that we learned yesterday. What happens if a woman went together with her husband, Dina Sayam? And when she went, she had no children. She comes back, and she says, I'm going to tell you what happened when I was away. Number one, I had a child. The child, Rachman al-Litzlan, passed away. And not just that, my husband died as well. For Amr, she said, First my son died, and then my husband died. I said, Allah is not menace. She's believed, meaning she's believed, and Allah is that she is able to do evil. What happens if she says that first my husband died and then my son died? So she's becheskas that if her husband dies, she's going to fall evil. She says, when I was in Medina Sayyam, I had a child. The child died. That's why he's not here with me now. But the child died, but he died after my husband died. When my husband died, there was a child. There wasn't Ubein Einloy. And as a result, right now, I'm not falling evil. So Allah is in a menace. In that case, she's not going to be believed. Meaning, she's not believed, she falls the Yibam. However, the Chayish in Lidvarel, we are Chayish for what she said. Meaning, we don't trust her, trust her, so that she's Muteris Lashuk, but at the same time, we're Chayish that maybe what she's saying is true, so we're not going to allow her to do Yibam, because if what she's saying is true and we tell her to do Yibam, it's So what do we tell her to do? We tell her to do Chalitza. So basically, you're telling a woman who might be telling the truth. Do chalitza when, if she is telling the truth, doesn't need chalitza because of a chashash that maybe she's lying. What happens? Let's be concerned. 
We know that she's probably telling the truth, but maybe she isn't, right? But there's a good chance she is. If she is, maybe Edom are going to come. They're going to corroborate what they said. Now, she did chalitza. It comes out the chalitza wasn't a chalitza. So what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to make a big announcement. A ram call, you're going to say, the chalitza that happened wasn't a good chalitza. What happens if someone's not going to know about the Ramko is going to think that she is a Chalutza. This woman's going to end up marrying a Kain and people are going to think that a Kain is allowed to marry a Chalutza. So you're going to end up having a, a problem over here. So the Gemara says, don't you see from this Mishnah that this is not a concern? This is a Mishnah. So you see from the, here the Amiram are debating whether this is an issue or not an issue. This is the way you look at it. Papa. So Papa made a major Akimta in the Mishnah. Papa said that Mishnah that says that what we do is the Chayshish and Lidvarev, the Chaylatsis, Flemis, Yabemis, Begrusha. So I wish it was a Grusha. A Grusha, anyways, is not allowed to marry a Kayin. So this whole concern that what happens if after the Chalisa she's going to marry a Kayin, etc., etc., it's not a concern because she's a Grusha. Grusha, Saivi can't marry a Kayin. And because she, anyways, can't marry a Kayin, therefore it's not going to be a problem. It's talking about what she said that. I had a child, Nebuch the child died, and my husband died, but it all happened in a cave. No one even knew this child was ever born, no one ever saw the child die. So now there's no concern that Adam can ever show up and corroborate what she said, because no one knows about it. So if that's what she said, so now already you don't have to be concerned that Adam is going to show up. So therefore it's not an Mishnah. anyone can know anything. So over here there's always a concern that someone's going to show up. But as it relates to this case, this is not something you'd have to be worried about. Let's just learn one more Mishnah. There were two Yavamas. So what does it mean, two Yavamas? Rashi, Neshei Shnei Achim. So Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Reuven and Shimon are both married. The two Yavamas, these two sisters-in-law, walk into Bezin. Zuei Meres, Reuven's wife said, Mei my husband Reuven died. The Zuei Meres, and Shimon said, Shimon's wife said, Mei my husband died. So the halacha is, Zu asura mipne baila shalzu, v'zu asura mipne baila shalzu. So it's a little bit of an intimidating case, but it's based on Yusayidus that we know already. A woman is believed to say that my husband died. However, a woman is not believed to say that her husband's brother's wife died. The reason is because she's one of the five or six or seven Hashem that you're not believed for. She's a Suffolk Tzara. Because in the event it was you and they would become Tzaras. So we look at them now as already uh, Suffolk Tzara, and it's for that reason, this is something you have to worry about. So a woman that says, may spy these belief, but not clap it even. So Reuven's wife and Shimon's wife, two brothers, the wives, the Shvegenin, they walked into Bezin. Reuven's wife said, my husband died. Shimon's wife said, my husband died. Reuven, your mutaris l'shok. Shimon, your mutaris l'shok. But there's one problem. You know what the problem is? No one here had children. If they're muteris l'shok, they're really asura l'shok because they're really shemeris yavam to the brothers. Okay, the brothers are dead. You don't know that. Ruvain, his wife is believed to say, my husband died for me. But not for Shimon's wife. So as far as Shimon's wife's concerned, Ruvain is still alive. And Shimon's wife is believed to say, my husband Shimon died. But only for her. Not for Ruvain's wife. So each one of these women are technically almonos. But they're also asura l'shok because they fell a yibum. Now, go find these guys, but you have to figure out where they are in order to know what to do. I'm a man of shach. If you believe them, you believe them. No, that's the halacha. A woman's believed to say for herself, but there's certain situations that they're not believed for. One of those situations are tzaris, or even yuvamis, where it's only a sophic tzaris, and therefore the halacha is, in this case, they're going to end up being aser. L'zu edim, l'zu edim. What happens if 
Ruvain said, my husband died, and she had Edim that supported the fact that her husband died. Shimon's wife came and said, my husband died, but she did not have Edim that supported the fact that her husband died. So the Allah says, Asura. Ruvain's wife is going to be Yasser. That she'en lo Edim, Shimon's wife, who does not have the Edim that her husband died, Muteris is going to be Muter. Why? Again, a little intimidating, but very, very simple. Ruvain's wife has Adam that Ruvain died. That means we know objectively that Ruvain's not alive. So let's look at it from Shimon's wife's perspective. Shimon's wife says, my husband died. She's believed. She's believed to say her husband died to be Muteris Lashuk. She's also believed to say her husband died to be able to do Yibam. The question is, but what about Ruvain? Oh, there's two Adam that said Ruvain died. So Ruvain's not in the picture anymore. Shimon's wife is giving Muteris Lashuk. Ruvain's wife is believed to say, my husband died. Shimon's wife was believed to say her husband died for her, but not for Ruvain's wife. There's no Adam that are saying that Shimon died. As a result, Ruvain's wife is going to be Yasser. Lezu bonim u ein bonim. What if one of the men had children and the other did not have children? So Ruvain, let's say, had children and Shimon did not have children. So the one that had children is going to be Mutter. That's easy. Ruvain's wife will be mother. Ruvain's wife is believed to say her husband died. If there's children, then she doesn't fully ebon. That's she Masura. Whereas Shimon's wife is believed to say that Shimon died, but if there's no children, she now falls liyibum. And being that we don't objectively know that Ruvain died, we only know it from Ruvain's wife. And Ruvain's wife is not believed for the Yavama. So therefore, she's going to be Asura. Nisyatno. What happens if, same story. Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Reuven's wife and Shimon's wife walk into Bezdin. Reuven's wife says, my husband Reuven died. Shimon's wife walks into Bezdin and says, my husband Shimon died. So what's the halacha? They're right now both Shemeres Yavams. And being that we don't know of the whereabouts of Reuven and Shimon, so it's for that reason the halacha is that both could be us. What happens if there was Levi and Yehuda? So Reuven's wife ends up marrying Levi, Yibum, and Shimon's wife ends up marrying Yehuda which is also Yibam. And then Levi and Yehuda die. So Nisiyavmu, they did Yibam, which of course they're allowed to do. Because again, each woman is believed to say, my husband died to allow me to do Yibam. So what happens if they did Yibam and then the Yibaman died? So the Allah is Asuroisli Nase. In that case, they're going to not be able to get married again. Why? Because they were allowed to get married for this interim period. They were allowed to marry Levi and Yehuda. But the minute Levi and Yehuda die, now it's Hadar Dina that maybe they're falling Liyibam to Reuven and Shimon. And we don't know anything about Reuven and Shimon. It's Vimeo. The Vait are going to be Yasser. So as long as it was an eighth of Levi and Yehuda, Sif is Yusachar and Zvulun, you can do Yibum to them. But to the extent that now you're going back to Reuven and Shimon, it's really, you're going back to the beginning of the Mishnah, they're going to be Yasser. Rabbi Laza said, no, He said, once. Alumnus. They were mutter and they were told that they're allowed to marry Levi and Yehuda. Then the halach is going to be that they can go back to marry Reuven and Shimon. So even though originally they couldn't marry Reuven and Shimon. But once they married, I mean, they weren't around, but once they're allowed to marry Levi and Yehuda, so now they'd be already muteris Lashok, and now you wouldn't have to worry about the whereabouts of Reuven and Shimon. So, so the Mishnah really began with this interesting case where you have the two Yevamois that walk into Bezdin. and each one says, my husband died. Reuven's wife says, oh, my husband, Reuven died. Shimon's wife says, my husband, Shimon's died. Each one is believed for themselves, but they're not believed for the other Yevam. And then the Mishnah gave a whole bunch of different cases. What happens if one has Edim? 
so then the other one would be able to get married. What if one has bonim? So then that one would be able to get married. Right? All the different cases. There was a brisa that was marchiv a little on the Mishnah that added a case that the Mishnah didn't mention. What happens if one of the women had Adam supporting what she said and she had children? And the other one was Ruvain's wife says, My husband died. There are Adam that say that Ruvain died and Ruvain also had sons. Shimon's wife walks into Bezin. She says, my husband died, there's no Edim, and there's also no children. So then the Allah is mutaris. Then both of them are going to be mutter. Why are both of them going to be mutter? Ruvain's wife is going to be mutter because Ruvain had children. And Shimon's wife is going to be mutter because there's Edim that Ruvain died, and as a result, there's no one to fold the Yibum to. So in this case, both of them are going to be mutter. Ruvain's mutter or his wife is mutter because Reuven had children, and Shimon's wife is going to be mutter because we have Adam that Reuven's not alive. So we know Reuven's not alive, so why should she be Yasser? Zok to Gemar. Rebbe Loza, I'm Rebbe Loza, said in the Mishnah, Hoyl v'hutru li'evamim, hutru l'chal adam. So again, let's just chazer over Rebbe Loza Shita. So again, the Mishnah is talking about where these two Yevamas walk into bed, and each one says, my husband died. So the Allah has their belief for themselves, however, they're not believed, klapi the Yevam. As a result, as far as we know, Reuven might be alive, Shimon might be alive, and therefore Eishas Reuven, Eishas Shimon, respectively, are both going to be us until we can figure out the whereabouts, objectively, through Edim, what happened to Reuven and what happened to Shimon. What happens if there was Levi and Yehuda, two additional brothers, and fully Yibam to Levi and Yehuda? It's not a big deal. <laughs> That's not an issue. You can go do Yibam to Levi and Yehuda. Zakhar if Levi and Yehuda die, at that point, they're going to be Mutaris Lashak. Once Levi and Yehuda die, then already, they'll be mutter. Rabbi Laza's Lashem was, Once they were mutter to the Yavamin, then mutter l'chal adam. The question is, what does Rabbi Laza mean? Zok to Gemara, Rabbi Laza, Oymer, Hayl v'hutru l'yavamin, hutru l'chal adam, bai Rava. Rava, hadi bai, my time, the Rabbi Laza, what's p'shan Rabbi Laza? Mishum, the Kosovat Sara, mi'id l'chavert, is p'shan Rabbi Laza. The Rabbi Laza disagrees with the whole halacha that underpins the entire Mishnah. He holds a tzara is neman for another tzara. And if a tzara is neman for a tzara, Kalvachaymer Rabbi Laza would hold that a tzara is neman for a Yavama. Because the whole reason uh, one Yavama wouldn't believe for the other Yavama is because of something tzara. So if a tzara is neman for a tzara, Kalvachaymer Yavama would be neman for Yavama. Is that the Pshan Rabbi Laza? Meaning Rabbi Laza completely disagrees with the whole premise of the Mishnah. Which means he would be about plukta with the Mishnah on Kufi but he disagrees with his whole halacha. Now the Gemara is going to ask the obvious question. We just have to speak it out now. If Rabbi Laza disagrees with the whole premise of the Mishnah, then why is he arguing with this minute detail? And why is he saying such a nuanced halacha? He should say, on the halacha. He doesn't say that. In the event that they marry Levi and Yehuda, and Levi and Yehuda die, is So the Gemara is going to ask the Kasha. But right now, this is a bona fide sign. Maybe... Rabbi Lazar really agrees that a tsar is not Nehman for another tsar. And he holds a Yavama can't say Edus for another Yavama. You want to know why in this case, when they did Yivam to Levi and Yehuda, that luck is that if Levi and Yehuda die, you don't have to worry about the whereabouts of Reuven and Shimon anymore. Says the Gemara, I'm going to tell you why. It's based on the fact that this woman, let's pick Reuven's wife. She said, my husband died. We believe her that her husband died. But only for her. We don't believe her for the tsar or for the Yavama. So as it relates to Shimon's wife, we're not so sure that Reuven really died. Rabbi Lazar Tainas, that if Reuven's wife went and did Yibum to 
Levi. That's a Raya Barura that Ruven's wife must have really died. That Ruven's, that, that Ruven's wife's husband or Ruven must have really died. Because if Ruven didn't die, then what's she doing? She's going out of marrying Levi? What is she, crazy? She's an H6. How could she do this? So there's no way in the world she should be able to do this. So the fact that she went ahead and she married Levi, that's a riot that she must be telling the truth. And once you have a Zasar riot that she's telling the truth, so now we're Macabre that Reuven died. So if Macabre that Reuven died, now Shimon's wife doesn't have to worry about Reuven's wife. So La'olam, it's not Pshat because the old Saras are never, are, are always believed that Yavam is always not true. He agreed, Saras and Yavam, it's not so posh they should be believed. But in this case, they're going to be believed because this is unique because in this case, there was already a Tzvay Shlav. In this case, Reuven's wife didn't just say it. She actually acted on it. And because she acted on it, this is the riot. Look, my nafkamina. Is there enough gemina? So it's an obvious nafkamina. We don't have to search for enough gemina. It's very obvious what the nafkamina is. In general, what would Rabbi Lazar hold if a woman says meiz baili and there's a tsara in the picture? Could the tsara get married based on what one tsara said or not? If you just believe a tsara, even clap at the other tsara, you believe Yavama, even clap at the other Yavama, then she'd be able to get married. If, however, it's only when she acts upon it, say so you would need her first to get married, once you see her get married, she's doing something about it, then the other tsara will be able to do something as well. Yeah, if a tsara is never to be made, and if she didn't get married herself, she'd be able to get married. Then if she gets married, the tsara will be able to get married, she doesn't get married, the Sarah would not be able to get married. So the Gemara, my, what's that locha? So the Gemara says, Toshma, Rabbi Laza, Oimer, what did Rabbi Laza say in the Mishnah? So you have a Sophic, what Rabbi Laza sheet is? The Kasha that we spoke out when we read the Gemara. Look at Rabbi Laza in the Mishnah. Rabbi Laza said, Hayobu, Huchu, the Yavam, Huchu, the Chaladam. He holds that once she gets married, there's an umdana that she wouldn't be makalkal herself, and that's why she's believed for the other tsara. I understand the Mishnah. The Mishnah is saying that, being that she got married, so now already we trust her. The like insiv nami, but if you're going to tell me that it's because he holds that it's tsara is nami then why does she have to get married? The whole Rebbe Loz is shrying the second side. How do you even read the first side? Ella, so the Gemara says, Shmamina must be, time of the Rebbe Loz, the Mishnah, the Insafu, must be, Pshana Rebbe Loz is because she got married, for the Mechalkul and Avshah. But the Gemara says, no, Rebbe Loz, the Devreim, Kamalu, could be Rebbe Loz in the Mishnah, is just talking to the Chachamim. Meaning, Lo'ilam, Pshan, and Rebbe Loz is the first side. Rebbe Loz holds that a tsara could be made on the other tsara, and a Yavama could be made on the other Yavama. I, why is Rebbe Loz doing so much talking in the Mishnah? According to me, I hold that tsara could be made and even if she never got married, still the other tsara would be able to get married. Rebbe Loz tells the Chachamim that you, who argue, and you hold that a tsara is not Nehman for another tsara. You hold there are Chamesh Nashim because of the sinner that exists between them, they can't get married. At the very least, can you acknowledge that if she got married already, why? Because if she's lying, then what's she doing? That she's just messing herself up. 
for Rabbanon. What did the Rabbanon argue? Thomas Nafshi and Plishtim, who did Man say, no, I'm not Nispo. It could be this is a suicide mission. And it could be she hates her so badly that she's willing to literally go down in a blaze of glory. A beat that her sister-in-law, this one should end up in the same exact matzah. And it's for that reason we cannot trust her. And the Chachamim hold, this is not an Umdana. Tashma, one final rayo. There was a woman that went together with her husband, Timothy said, yeah, Baba Amr, she came back and she said, Mez Baili, my husband died. So we know the Allah. Tinase, she can get married. Vitita Ksubasa, she takes her Ksuba, Vitsarasa Asura. However, the Tsar is gonna be Asa. Rabalazar Aimer. Oh, Rabalazar talks here. And he said, Hoyobahutrahi, Hutra Nami Tsarasa. Being that she's mutter, so the Tsar is also gonna be mutter. Seems pretty straightforward that Rabbi Lazar is chaylik with the whole halacha that a woman's not never for the tzar. No, she's believed to get married herself, so too she's believed for the tzar. Hutra he, hutra nami tzarasa. Doesn't say she has to get married. Doesn't say hal the insava. She's mother, the tzar is giving me mother. Oh, it's mafurish like that first sad. Mara says, no. Ema, you could always edit. Hayal vahutra vinnesses. Being that she got married, then already there's proof that she must know the truth. As for that reason, the Allah is that the Tzara is going to be mocked. But the Gemara asks one last kasha. And that is, Maybe this woman, let's just play this out. She went with her husband, Bettina Sayyaf. She comes back and she says, my husband died. Said Allah, she's allowed to get married. She's always allowed to get married. What about the Tzara? Come say no. She's not believed for clapping the Tzara. Absolutely not. Therefore, the Tzara, she can't get married. Rabbi Loza says she could get married. Really? Always? If she gets married, then the tsar could get married. So if this woman's going to get married, then obviously she's telling the truth. Why? Because if she's not telling the truth, then how could she be getting married? So he holds at this umdana, doesn't hold Thomas Nafshi implication. So if she gets married, then the tsar would be able to get married as well. Right? Seems like such an obvious taina. So Mar says, not obvious. Why is it not obvious? Says the Gemara, maybe the husband's still alive. The husband gave her a get, Mibdina Sayyam. Not maybe get Mibdina Sayyam, a Shliach Leilach who's divorcing his wife, Mibdina Sayyam. The Gerishin took place in Mibdina Sayyam, and she's coming back from Mibdina Sayyam together with this get in her pocket. Now, she knows she's free to get married, but the Tzara has no idea what happened. And so she told the Tzara, you know, our husband died. Really? He died? Yeah, prove it to me. Watch, I'm going to get married. But she's getting married because she's a Grusha. It's true. If she would marry Yisrael, you'd be right. Rebbe Loza would tell you, you want to know your time, marry a Kayin. If you stand under the Chuppah and you marry a Kayin, a Grusha, a Kayin, and Allah to get married, that would be a Raya that he's telling the truth. And it could be only the Chahai Gavna with Rebbe Loza hold that the Allah is, the Tzara would be able to get married.